Thank you. Darren, good to meet you. Sorry it's not in person. The M62 is apparently chocker today. Um, we'll start with the international break. You told our colleague, Oggy, after the whole game, you'd, you'd have the players in most days, you'd be working them hard. What's your assessment of the break? Yeah, no, we've had a, um, a good working week. Um, I think I look on the, the international break as, a, as an opportunity to work with a group of players because obviously there's some work to be done here. So, um, And the only way you do that is um, getting together and working on the, um, on the training ground. So for us, um, certainly the international break was looked at upon as an opportunity for us to, to get together and, and do some more work. What were those kind of specifics that you've, you've really tried to utilise to work on, Darren, over the break? Yeah, so we've looked at uh, areas um, in both aspects, in, in possession of the ball and, and, and uh, out of possession of the ball. But also at the same time, we've used the break to get some volume into some of the players that we've not been able to get uh, some volume into. So we've looked at that and the aspects of that. We've had an, uh, an in-house um, game. We had, a, we had a friendly in-house game. Um, away at some Premier League opposition that was a real high level game for the, some one or two of our um, players returning back um, so we've used the, the international break to break things up and, and look at both aspects and um, it's been a good week Talk about those friendlies what, what do you take from those kind of matchups, Darren? Well for me it was working um, to have the level of quality of opposition against us that was a massive uh, bonus and a tick uh, in terms of the environment and the personnel we was up against uh, but the more specific is the volume and match uh, intensity that it gives us that it's just something that you can't replicate maybe through training or anything like that um, so those were the positives that we took from the game um, and great for the individuals. Can you share any details of those games? In terms of just who you played up against, yeah, no, we we got some minutes, yeah, no, we played. Um, it was the the game was at uh, Nottingham Forest, so we played there um, behind closed doors. So it was a it was um, it was agreed um, club to club, really. Um, in terms of that, they had players returning back um, from um, from injury and everything else, and we did. So it was good to to pick them in against one another. And play in a real secure environment, but a real good solid game um, and a detailed training session, but in a game element. So those were some of the, the plus factors with it, um, which I'm grateful for, um, because those type of games at international break are valuable, really. So, um, so yeah, it was a win-win. On some of those returnees, Darren, on, on the injury front... Um few names in particular, Danny Ward, David Kasumu, Jack Radoni. How are they progressing? Were they involved in these games? Yeah, um, two out of the three was involved in the games, um, so which was great, which was excellent. And um, uh, with that, um, obviously, Jack's making sufficient um, strides going forward, uh, but not quite ready yet at the moment, Jack Radoni. So, um, but certainly the other two have been training and, and, and yeah, been doing well. Will tomorrow come too soon for Danny and David? We'll see. Involved? Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. Obviously, they've they've been back in training, um, so um, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Really, uh, as we view the both of them. But um, the nice thing about it is uh, they've been both back in training, and yeah, they were both um, involved in that game. Over the break, Darren, I'm just wondering if you've had any correspondence with Kevin and how those conversations have gone. If you have spoken to the owner. Yeah, every every single week we speak. You know, I've alluded to that 
um, and that will continue. That will that won't that won't wane. That won't. I think that's really important that myself and the chairman um, keeps that consistency and those um, those lines open. And we do that on a on a weekly basis, really, in terms of that. Um, and it's something that I, I want to do and enjoy doing because um, as that happens, you know, I like to give them the the the, the intel really in terms of what's what the training weeks look like, where the group of players are. Um, and vice versa, really, um, in terms of that. So that's been consistent and we'll continue to do that. So, so yeah. How beneficial is it for you as a manager, Darren, to have that communication with an owner, especially on a regular basis, like you say with Kevin? I think it's important. I really do, because um, obviously the time difference as well, where... We are, I think, what we're seven, eight hours behind there, really. So I think it's really, really important, um, and it's a long distance one, really. So it's it's really, really important that um, the times taken out to to really keep that communication lines open um, in terms of that. And um, as the chairman and the owner of the football club, I think it's really, really important uh, both. Uh, in terms of the day-to-day -day running of the football club, but also uh, the day-to-day -day in, in team matters. And he's got a real genuine interest. He wants to know in, in terms of the team and, and things what are, how things are going on at the football club. So I, th I think that's really, really important. And um, we have some real good, healthy conversations. In, in terms of the, the form heading into the international break and the subsequent league position the club are currently in, Darren, has that change the remit at all from Kevin when he speaks to you? Yeah, no, we, we when we when I came into the football club, we, we always knew um, the job in hand and, and where we were as a, as a football club. So that's never, ever been sort of disguised away from the, from the both of us. And we know, along with the, with the staff and in here, um, the work that we continue to do and keep pushing on and pressing on forward. So, I think that's always been a, a constant and we've always known that. Um, but also we we don't accept it and we continue to work extremely hard in, in keeping moving the club forward. Working hard and, and, and keeping moving the club forward. January is just around the corner. It'll come across come come upon us quite quickly, won't it? I'm I'm intrigued whether you've had any conversations with Mark yet and you've had those discussions about the January transfer window. Me being honest, yes, we have. Me being honest, yes, we are doing the work started already. Um, the work's happening already. Um, but it's not just a, um, a one-way conversation. Myself, Mark Cartwright, Jake Edwards, and our chairman are very much uh, Lee Mabry, head of recruitment. We're all in um, regular meetings, um, and those are happening. Um, what I won't be drawn into is who those targets are, where those targets is and anything else, because the way I see it from now till January, we've still got another nine or 10 games. Yeah. I know the areas where we need to strengthen, but also in them areas where we need to strengthen, players are still currently operating in them areas and there's still time for those players to showcase their talent in them areas. And there's still time for, for those players to change the mindset in terms of where those areas where we feel we need to strengthen. So what I will say to yourself and to everybody that we've already had those conversations, those meetings are taking place on a regular basis. All communications and lines are open and uh, we know who and where, what we'd like to do. But what I won't be doing is drawn into 
what those positions are and who the players are. That's fair enough. Um, just just on that, though, in, in terms of the dynamics of those conversations, Darren, it, it's always interesting to find out how it works, really. Does Lee come to you? Do you go to Lee? Do you say, look, I've identified this position and, and so forth? How, how do those discussions and dynamics work? Yeah, so initially, first and foremost, was obviously coming to the football club. So we give, we give each other time. Um, me and the chairman had a real good conversation and... Um, he wanted to know probably six, seven weeks, eight weeks ago what my thoughts was and I reserved my thoughts because I just wanted to get in and get a real feel of the club of the last couple of months. So first initially we had that conversation, myself and the chairman. Then as time goes along, uh, myself, Mark, um, Lee Mabry, we all get together um, and we start having the conversation just on um, thought patterns, everything else. And, and it's, a, it's an open conversation, really. But with myself, Mark, and, and sort of Lee in the building, um, and even when um, Jake's um, on two sites in terms of working at the stadium and at the training ground, all lines are open. So in terms of that, you start spotting and identifying areas um, of the team that you feel needs that little bit more help. Um, in terms of going forward and and it's just watching things develop as it goes on from there obviously you you see that because you're working in training and obviously games when they do come so you're consistently working on that but also there's consistently meetings every single week because as you know in football 24 hours is a long time so things can change and it's when things change are you um, able to be adaptable for those changes and that's the reason why even though now I could we've identified and spotted areas will those areas be the same come January that'll be dictated over the next nine games because so, so much can happen players can find form players can be, get injured so on and so forth so um, even though you spot and identify the areas you still have to be adaptable for the for the changes really that can happen at a split second and by having those open conversations week in week out um, we are um we're able to be adaptable to that. But not only that, when the representatives, the agents, the advisors are calling us, they're getting one message right across the board. I guess one of those situations, those positions, areas that, that could change is, is with the return of David Kasum. I'm, I'm interested your thoughts on David because we've seen him playing a more defensive role in that midfield. We've also seen him playing a more attacking role. Where do you view David's best position and strengths? Well, I've never had David since I've, since I've been here, so that's something, you know, and to have him back in training has been um, welcome back. Um, so to have David back in here, so for me, again, with David, it's it's working with a, with, a, with a player at this stage, what would probably almost seem like a new signing for me because I've just not had him since I've been here. So, um, but working with him, um, I know the dynamics that he brings the team, um, and it's great to have him back in, in here. It's great for David that he's quite versatile where he can play in a defensive role or he can play in an attacking role. And that can only be the benefit of Huddersfield Town Football Club to have a player of that ilk what can play in both those positions defensively and offensively on the pitch. So uh, to have him back, um, it's nice for me that I see his versatility and I'll use him accordingly as how I see fit in terms of the yeah. dynamics of the team, really. So... For me, he can play in both positions and it's nice to have that um, different dimension to the team. 
Just the one win so far for you, Darren, as Huddersfield Town boss. Is that starting to weigh on your mind at all? Yeah, of course. We want to win every game. So every time you come into it, you want to win every game. And um, games are like decided by marginal factors. You know, there's there's games that we feel that um, we probably could have come away with um, three points, and they've not quite happened that way. But that is foot, that's the football. Um, the lines between success and, and failure are very very thin. Uh, in between that, you know, so. And that's football, that's the business that we're in. But we are looking to improve that. Um, of course, um, you want to increase your wins because obviously by winning gets you further up the table and it breeds so much more um, elements of confidence and, and know-how in terms of that. So you want to do that. Um, we just feel that as a, as a group in terms of where we're at, we're consistently working at that really in terms of that. The last game that we played was at Hull and... You know, it was in the, it's never nice to lose a game in the final minutes. But up until then, um, you know, we'd, we'd have probably been three or four, four or five minutes again from getting another solid, solid result. So those are the small marginal gains when we look at really, when, when I look back at it, we look at, you know, we, we conceded late against Ipswich, another informed team that we played at home, that we were, we were quite dominant in the game. But in the last few minutes, we concede. And then are the small areas that we're trying to iron out, really, um, in terms of what we need to do. Uh, and we consistently keep working at those areas. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested. You mentioned the whole game and, and there was the point against Watford as well. You know, all, all but that final couple of minutes at Hull, as you say, you're on for a solid point. Maybe some of the players in the squad, I'm thinking of Ben Jackson, who we've just spoken to, who we know he's attacking talents. Are you... Are you, I, I don't know, conscious of the fact that you're asking them to do a bit more defensively rather than attacking? And for someone like Ben, who I'm just using as an example, who loves to get forward, do you almost have to calm him down a little bit and, and shackle him a little bit to stay in that defensive role? Yeah, I think I think what doesn't go away and what does never change from the game is there's a game when you're in possession of the ball and there's a game when you when when the opposition have got the ball and um, both elements of the game you consistently work at in trying to be good with it. Um, one of um, Jacko's strengths, Ben's strengths, which I know him by Jacko, is going forward with it. But one of his strengths is, which is illustrated, is his defensive work. He's been very, very good. And um, that's one thing we won't get away from really in terms of it because he has been really good with it. But also when the opportunity is there for him to venture up the pitch, we know he's got that capabilities in his locker as well, really, which which is good, really. So for Jacko, um, you know, he's done really, really well for the um, team. His, um, his career seems to be going upwardly in terms of his performances and his consistency. And, um, and long may that continue with him. So in terms of that for his game, um, it's nice to know that he can do both elements of the game. But we know when he gets forward and venture at the pitch, he can be an attacking threat as well. Southampton tomorrow. You mentioned the Ipswich game, a, a good point against Sam at home. But before you came into the football club, the side put in a really good performance against Leicester at home, albeit they went on to lose that game. Um, how do you assess the challenge of, of someone like a Southampton who are probably now being talked about in the same breath as Ipswich, Leicester, leads those kind of clubs? It is a massive challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge because... Simply, we know where they were playing their football um, this time last season. Um, 
and they've kept elements of that squad. And I think what we what we've seen while people are talking about Southampton and the good work that Russell's doing there is, you know, they they're starting. I think you're starting to see the the three that came down starting to get to grips with this championship because the depth and volume of this squad's what they've got and the quality of it and, and you'd expect that from from, from the club. So um, it's another great game for us to look forward to. It's a fantastic game. It's a footballing match um, and and I'm really um, sure that the game will live up to the expectation tomorrow in terms of it being a real high-level footballing match. Um, in terms of it, um, Russ has gotten hold of them. That he's doing a good job with them, which I expected because he's a good manager, um, and he showcased that, you know, in, in his spells at the previous clubs. And he's, he's, he probably feels he's at the right club now in, in Southampton, taking them forward. So we go head to head tomorrow with, with both our teams, um, and I expect it to be a real, real high-level football match tomorrow, um, and played in the right manner and the right temperament. Just lastly on that, and on Southampton, you know, your time at West Brom, you were in the Premier League, then in the Championship, back in the Championship now, Darren. Is that difference in class between the Premier League and the Championship, is that gap opening up even more? We talk about Southampton, Leicester and Leeds, who look like the flying. You look at the bottom four in the Premier League at the moment, it's the teams that went up last season. Is that gap getting bigger in quality? You would say that on the facts, what you're seeing at the moment. The, the, the mere facts that you're seeing is, um, if you look at the three teams, what's come down, how they're operating at the moment um, and dealing with the schedule. And if you look at the three teams that went up, you're kind of seeing the air of difficulties that they're having. So that would show, showcase one thing, that the facts uh, remain what they are, that the level of competition between them clubs is growing um, and it is getting um, bigger and bigger. Um, because of the revenue and the resources, really, in terms of the players you can attract. So if you're just going off the factual things, that all the facts would present that, really, in terms of that. But again, um, for the likes of ourselves, for the likes of everybody else in the league, that's outside of that, we're all aspiring to get to those levels. Um, and in order to get to those levels, there's work and consistency that's needed, really, and that's where we try and keep pushing ourselves week in and week out um, to get to those levels. Darren, thanks for your time. I've taken enough of it already. Best Cheers. of luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. You, thanks. Welcome to Leon in the room next. Leon. Hi, hiya, Darren. Um, Jack Rodoni, is there a potential for him to be available again this year? I mean, there's a, there's a block of games. Is that something? That's... Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we expect him to be available um, this year for sure. Um even though we got the block of games coming up, yeah. uh, we still expect him to um, to be back. He, he's making some wonderful strides, uh, Leon, and, and um, long may that continue. But um, no, he's um, he should definitely be back this season, this uh, year. Yeah, I mean that's a welcome welcome boost, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, I mean, what we need now certainly with these cluster of games coming up is bodies. Yeah, really, sure. you know, because now. Um, in the nine, if nine, I'm, cla- I'm classing it as the ten games because as we go into the new year, we've got the cup competition that's going to get put in. Um, you know, we've got these games coming over a short spell, and I think on average we'll be playing every third day yeah. if you if you map it out over the yeah. over the course of the time. So what you need and require in that is bodies. You need sufficient yeah. bodies back um, off the treatment table, and 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 that's what we need going into yeah. these games. So it's really essential with that. 
um, that we get that. So to have somebody back with Jack in that time yeah. will be key. Bergzog, is he, is that a similar sort of time scale or is that a bit longer? Or? Yeah, no, Dell Del will be, um, Del will definitely play this season and he's making this some... Year. Uh, uh, yeah, this year, should say. Yeah, sorry, Leon. Yeah. Um, and uh, he'll be definitely back in um, really soon. Is recalling some loan players in January, is that a potential avenue for you? Obviously, you've discussed about bringing players in, but that's that comes into the fray as well. We've looked at, we're closely monitoring all our uh, loan players. Uh, Foxy's really got his finger on the pulse with that one. We get detailed reports every single week in terms of how our loan players are doing. Yeah. Um, myself, as a, as a manager, what I'm just doing is allowing them to just continue to play yeah. games and that. And then when it comes nearer the time, we're looking at those areas as well because even in the areas that we're looking at, we're not discounting our loan, loan players as well, really. We're looking at that. Yeah. So all round, you know, it's, it's all that's been taken into consideration in terms of what we need and what yeah. we already have in the building. Is it fair to say that bringing back Jordan Rhodes is a potential uh, option for you? Yeah, we would look at his, 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 his our player and so we, again, he's, he's one of the players out on loan yeah. and he's one of the ones what's out there playing regular football. So um, in terms of that, our professional approach is, is, is playing, he's doing well um, at Blackpool so let that continue in terms of that because the reason being is right now at this moment in time we can't do anything about it no, and no. right now at this moment in time we've still got nine or ten games to navigate yeah. so you're better off just leaving it as it is and, and, yeah. and allowing it to continue as it, as, it, as it is It's making getting some business done early in the, the window that's I mean it's ideal for most managers but I think in in your case, it's probably extra important, isn't it, really, to try and do it yeah. and assimilate them back. And yeah, and, and, and what the other thing that you've got to consider as well is um, there's a cup competition in, uh, going to happen in Asia and one in the AFCONs. Yeah. Yeah, That's something that hopefully people will understand that as much as we want to do work early, there's, there's hurdles that we've got to navigate and overcome uh, in terms of that. So as well as, yeah. you know... Um, the January window opens and then here's this multitude of influx of players coming in. Yeah. It's not always the case because of those external factors uh, outside of it that you've got to manage because um, a lot of people don't necessarily want to let players go. So the month of January, as much as we've targeted and we're working really well yeah. together, there's other bits that you've got to take into consideration. Um that may be hidden, that it might not look as easy as what it may seem. Yeah. It seems with this block of games, it's it's a critical time in the season for Huddersfield, isn't it? You know, it could, could form the narrative of the of the second half of the season. You know, if, if, if you do well, you can get out of it a little bit. If not, you know, it, it could agree. be a scrap. It, it, it's a really important time uh, for this football club. And, and at this moment in time over these block of games, we got this block of games, but we're obviously looking towards tomorrow. Is It's important that, at this block of games, a really important time that we all come together as a as a football club in terms of um, you know all areas of the football club. Um, if you if you associate it with uh, the town, then it's to support the town and be really really um, heavily strong with your support, your, your 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 energies to support. And when I speak like that, I speak on behalf of all everybody connected, all the staff, all the players here, all the fan base. 
everybody connects at the football club. It's a really important time now where it's that that oneness and that together ever more. One thing what's been consistent this season is regardless of the situation is the the, the, the magnificent support that we get from the fans in terms of getting right behind the team. Um, and again, we're at the John Smiths again tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to um, being back at there tomorrow, being back at home. Uh, in front of our home fans and that, you know. So um, the home fans have probably not seen a lot of football up there because with the, the away games and the international break. So um, we expect myself and the team a real energy in the ground tomorrow uh, because they've been starved from that football. So uh, we're looking forward to the game tomorrow. I'm just going to ask you finally, it must have been quite tricky because you want to build a side in your own image and play your own style, but then you, you're down on numbers, you're having to match it with opposition who've got all sorts of threat and it's it's a bit of a conundrum really it's, it's difficult isn't it yeah sometimes I look at um, it as it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle putting a jigsaw together jigsaw together really so um, and that's where we are at the moment early on and, and that's the challenge and that's where um, I'm embraced and enthralled by the the, 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 yeah. the, the challenge what it is and um, but in terms of that we, we consistently work each and every single day to make those uh, one percenters and get them right, and consistently keep moving the group. And there's a one, there's a there's a togetherness here in terms of getting that and and building that going forward. Um, and that's the level that we're at. That's the the division we're in. Um, every single week for um, for Huddersfield Town, there's a real big challenge. Um, and to overcome that challenge, it's about about being together and and, and making sure that in all areas we're absolutely giving the best. Uh, of ourselves in all areas. Because you were so close to a point, like, you know, it was the narrative, wasn't it? You know, yeah. It would have been a great hard-fought point, then yeah. it was just one slip and it goes yeah. the other way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, no. and, and against Watford, we didn't have that one that one slip and, and against uh, Hull, um, it's, it was a hard one to take because of the, in, the, the magnitude of the game. But when you look at the course of, of the game and how we was in terms of our approach and, our, and, and how we went about the game, um, to nullify a real top team like that to, to that then um, it was credit to the players and I, and I said that's football that within three or four minutes the conversation's very different what I didn't want to do was change my conversation from that because as, a, as the manager um, you've got to see the performance even though emotionally at the end of the game it's a hard one to take you have to, you have to see the performance in terms of and what we went up there and we were so close from getting another positive result. So when you don't get the result, you can get the, the, the backlash that it's not a good result because of losing it, because you can understand the emotions of the game. Um, because the game, it drives us by the emotions. One minute you're up, one minute you're down, one minute you're up, one minute you're down. So it's really disappointing we was at the time. Uh, but when you sit back and you reflect on the game, um, you want to win the games, you want to get results, but unfortunately we lost it in that manner, which is never nice to take, but it is and it happened and it's what we can learn from it in going forward. Thank you. Thanks, Liam. Cheers. Jim, thanks for your patience. We'll come to you finally. Yeah, uh, Darren, just one or two quick questions for me. I think most of them have been touched on, but I just want to go back on the point that Leon mentioned about 
the getting business done early in the January transfer market, if it's your intention uh, to do that. I suppose when we look at classic example this summer, Arsenal did awful lot, did most of their business early in the summer. Man United in la mad last dash in the last few days of the transfer market, and we can see the unsettling effect that that can have on a side as well in terms of getting the business started done early on a, in a busy window. I suppose you mentioned there about the hurdles that come in January, but is it very important all as well to have those sort of plans maybe taken care of, getting them done, not having that mad dash scramble, that bit of uncertainty that there is going into the last two or three days of a window in terms of that. Is, in terms of a championship club, is it really more, even more important really to come the 15th or 16th of January and say, yes, my top one or two targets, I have those in the bag now and maybe three or four target number three or four if we don't get them so what if we don't get them it's hard done by but but i still have the primary one or two in the bag by that stage yeah first first things first jim and and i I can appreciate that is it's not about setting a date so 15 16th of jan let's just get rid of that date out out the window of everybody's minds because uh the truth of the matter is um yes as early as we can possibly do it we're going to do it as early as we can what might be it won't be not a want from our side we i've said to you that's our intentions but also we know that other external factors could could uh, determine whether you see them or not and it won't be for the want of trying that i can rest assured everybody listening in uh, including yourself that might be but in my experience and dealing with it this time at the transfer window and dealing with it and looking at the external factors I'm very very calm diligent with our work we're very uh, efficient with our work and the gentleman that I've named before what's involved in this recruitment process are very very expert in terms of it so in terms of our experience and know-how and the, and the people we want to speak to um, those conversations are ongoing now um, in order that what we can do and how we can do it. But also we've got to understand that there's other people involved in them as well that may have different ideas and other competition from other clubs really uh, in terms of the targets that you spot. So I won't be drawn on a particular date, but what I'm reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is, and without getting drawn into it, is when the time comes, we'll be able to talk. But in terms of that now, the work is already ongoing. I suppose, Darren, I just want to touch back on the three sort of clubs uh, coming down from uh, the Premier League to the Championship. Normally in the past, in my experience of covering football for the last 12, 13 years, is that normally one of them would start to struggle. One of them at this stage would find themselves around 15, 16th in the table. One of them, also those three, would have a sort of a slow start and they'd be trying to recover in the second half of the season push-up. But we're coming, we're here now, we're here in November, and we've all three of them in the top six, first, third, fourth. Uh, is that a, a surprise that maybe one of them hasn't, all three of them are adapting so well? Because in the past, what it's told us is that one, maybe two adapt quicker and one sort of struggles in terms of the three that come down. Is it a bit alarming to see all three of them operating so well and even all three of them in the top six at this stage of the season? Um, that that has happened over the, over the course of other seasons, but this season has not happened. For me, the reason why it's probably not happened is because all three teams have come down, have relatively kept their squads together, 
Um, even though one or two of them have done business to see players leave, if you look at the depth of the squad they have available, is um, is there for all to see. So therefore, when you've got the squad that all three of them have got, um, number one, they're able to deal with the demands of the 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 the, the fixture list, um, and number two, the 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 quality of player they can call upon. Um, to replace the one step in is equally as good, if not as uh, uh, better. So you know, in this at this level, as you know, um, as well as being um, big clubs and big teams, come with international players, um, top top players, which is which is great, really, and it, and that's why the championship is such an exciting league. So to see all three of them uh, languishing in the top six, it, it doesn't surprise me because. Um, the size and depth of the squad that the three of them have um, at their disposal is probably, um, well, not probably, is better than what probably most of us in the division have got. So that's why they're up there. But, you know, you've got to give credit to the managers because still, even though they've got the squad, you've still got to uh, navigate to get in them position. So, um, so credit to them as well. Yeah, and I suppose in terms of that squad harmony, you would imagine is sort of difficult to 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 manage for some of those clubs. I'll just give you Southampton, for example. Uh, you're coming up against a side now at the weekend that have a twelve million pound striker that has been coming off the bench for them in Seku Mara in terms of played for Bordeaux. Uh, most people would think if you have a twelve million pound striker in the championship that he's going to be starting for you, and most of all teams at Seku Mara would imagine that. He is a starter and he's probably a level above the championship. So in terms of manager, when you're looking at that and you're seeing them bringing on the 12 million striker at the 60s or 70 minute minutes, I suppose there's a bit envious in one point. But you imagine in terms of harmony, it must be hard for Russell to start, try and keep these guys happy in terms of uh, try, playing roles coming off the bench in terms of that. Because they'll be looking at themselves, well, I'm a 12 million striker, I should be sort of playing. Yeah, they, they, uh, listen. I, I'm not in the camp, so in terms of of managing that, that's not uh, for me. You know, mine is uh, making sure that I'm managing um, my own players here as best as can. But you know, it's from the outset looking in, it's probably nice for him that he's got that um, that problem to deal with. Um, that if he has had it, and I'm sure that he's showing Casey now in his managerial skills that he's managing in, and and being a team that's playing consistent football and, and they're bringing a style and a blend that um, where he's worked extremely hard to bring at the football club and the club is seen uh, reaping the rewards for his hard labour in, in terms of what he's doing on the training ground. As I said to you before, um, I know him, um, I know his work, I know he's very diligent with his work, I know he's, a, he's thorough with his work in terms of what he's doing and um you know, he's, he's bringing that to a group of players that he obviously trusts in um, and they are, um, at this current moment, the moment taking the championship by storm, really, in terms of where they're at. And that's why I said for myself and the group of players, it's a wonderful game for us to look forward to tomorrow. Um, for the fans and everybody coming, it's a great footballing match tomorrow. Real, real high-level footballing match. Um, and these are the type of games you want to be involved in and we're looking forward to the match. Yeah, and just on the match itself, I'm not going to draw you into tactics. Uh, obviously, you've been preparing for this match for the since over the 
the international break, so you're sort of primed and ready to go on how you're going to attack Southampton. But if you look at probably at Southampton, probably the one area you could probably look is the central middle of the park with Flynn Downs and Will Smallwood. Two really technical, gifted players, but very light physically, very sort of light players in terms of their makeup. Is there a chance maybe that you can really, with the player of Jonathan Hogg's experience there, that you can really intimidate them, bully them physically uh, in terms of that, maybe mix it up in terms of that midfield? Because they're two technically creative players if they get time on the ball, but they're very physically light. If you look at probably one area in where you could probably target Southampton, is that probably an area, maybe the centre of the park, that they don't have that aggression? maybe in there that maybe you have with uh, with Huddersfield, especially in Hoggy in particular. He's one that can really bite and snap at the toes of Flynn Downs and Will Smallbone and maybe intimidate him, maybe bully him. Yeah, I don't think, for me, Jim, that is a particular area that, you know, that you look at and think, oh, it's weak for this reason. I think it's a football, you know, it's a team game. So you, overall, it's the whole team, but you're looking at... Um, you're not you're not out there individually as your own in that in that area. They're a team, so um, they have a lot of um, quality players all over the pitch. You know, all positions really. So for us tomorrow, we know it's a joint team effort really at the game, and and that's where we've always tried to pride ourselves and knowing that um, we know that when we take the field to play, we know that we've got to have ten out of ten performances and high level performances because it's the level at where we're at and where we're operating week in, week out. So, and that'll be no different tomorrow in terms of the level of uh, opposition coming into in, 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 into town, really. So that's what we see. So we don't really look on it as a particular um, certain um, player or two players, even though they possess talent all over the pitch. But we, looked on it, we look on them as a collective. Um, and certainly we know tomorrow that um, we're going to have to really be at the best version of ourselves really um, tomorrow. And that's why tomorrow presents itself to be a wonderful game. Uh, and we're really looking forward to the game. Cheers, Darren, on that note. Uh, best of luck against Southampton tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. Cheers. Thank you. Jim, thanks. Cheers, thanks, guys. Well.